We tackle the science and discussion surrounding violence in video games right now on the first cast. And welcome to the First Cast, the First for Gamers community podcast. I'm Brian Bell, your host, and on this episode is my co-host, Josh McIntosh. What's going on, Josh? Not much. Just being what, being, doing what I do. Doing what you do. I like to hear that. And in the third chair, he goes by Scottish Bakery in the first app. It's Scott Baker. Welcome to the First Cast. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited to have you. Uh, you are, uh, first off, we have to congratulate you. You are a new dad. Thank you. Yes, we, my daughter was born just about a week and a half ago. So first one in the family. We're, we're excited to be parents. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, You've she... already put a controller in her hand, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, her hands aren't quite grown into it yet, but you you can be sure that we'll have plenty of daddy-daughter dates playing some Zelda. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. This kid I have, uh, grow up uh, with the best childhood ever. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I have a buddy who has, uh, I think his daughter's six or seven now, and they have like a, a Skylanders like play date thing that they do. And Yeah, Skylanders, you know. it looks really fun, but I'm also a bit scared of what the kind of bill that would rack up, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I, yeah. Those toys are. But no, it looks way fun. I think yeah. kid appropriate games are hard to come by these days, especially ones that are like good for everybody to, to enjoy. So, but definitely yeah. looking forward to that in the future. Yes, that's, that's definitely something I've always thought about. I'm like, you know, when I have kids, that's what we're going to do. We're going to play some games together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, kid appropriate games are fine, fine at all, but I played GTA for pretty much my entire childhood and I'm perfect. Yes, let's bring up once again, first episode <laughs> of Wolf Among Us, you were the only one who ripped the guy's arm off. No, no, I mean, that's true, that's true, okay, it is, but, but, totally deserved it, like, the dude was an asshole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and this is actually a little bit of foreshadowing uh, for our main topic a little later, where we're going to talk about violence in video games. Um, I know that is definitely something that is an interest to Scott and Josh and myself. So uh, look forward to uh, to that a little later on in the podcast. But uh, yeah, so Scott, uh, since it's your first time on, um, you know, like uh, obviously you're probably not playing a whole lot right this second. Um, but what were you playing before uh, before the baby came? Well, uh, I actually also. It's funny, I just graduated from college as well. I got my Bachelor of Science degree in psychology with a minor in communications. So as an early graduation present, we've we budgeted and I have myself a PlayStation 4, finally. Woo! Really enjoying that. And I, I, when I get the chance, I've been playing that mainly through remote play. I like to use remote play. Like, that's kind of the reason actually why I actually got the PlayStation 4 is for that. So my wife can use the TV while I'm on the PS4. But when I get the chance, I've actually really been enjoying Killzone Shadowfall. A lot of people have been kind of down on that game, but I actually really enjoy it. It's it's pretty cool, and it's a great technical showpiece for the for the PlayStation 4's power. You know, you know. But other, oh, yeah. other than that, no, it's just been all baby time lately. 
Um, but definitely looking forward to finishing up Killzone and also uh, working on Infamous Second Son as well. Having a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Now, are you playing good or evil? Oh, you know, like like Josh, I myself am also perfect, so I have to go with the perfect route at the start, and then I'll ha- and then when I go on expert <laughs> mode, not worry about collateral damage. We'll we'll see how 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 much of uh, an evil place we can make the world in that game. Yeah. Looking forward to that too. Nice, nice. So I think the big question on people's minds for you, Scott, as they're listening to this is, how is the diaper-changing game that you've been playing? <laughs> you know, you really, you, you just, it, it's actually really not that bad. People worry about it. You just gotta, you gotta know that, that poo, it's, it's not gonna kill you. It's, it's not, you know, toxic, generally. Um, and it's, <laughs> You know, you just you just got to buck up and do it. That's the responsibility as a dad. Try to make it as easy as possible for for the mom. So, um, happy yeah. to help where I can. And really, it's and we're actually to save money. Uh, we're we're going a bit of a hippie route. We're going with cloth diapers. Whoa! Yeah, I know. But really, it's it's really not bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as oh. I think it is. And no considering you can say you can save over over the course of several months over over years, you can save about a thousand dollars. Sounds good to me. It's worth it's worth a bit of dirty dirty work involved there. Um, wow, that's impressive. Any achievements in that game? <laughs> oh yeah, racking them up. Oh man, that gamer score is just flying. Oh yeah, best dad ever, right here. Well, I, actually, you kind of do get an achievement. You know, like if you, you know by doing a good job, you avoid diaper rash. Yep. And uh, I think that's an achievement in of itself, and you get the rewards later. Yep. Yep. Hey, if there's any anybody on first that ha- wants to talk babies, I'm here now. I'm part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, I think um, I think Kawika and his wife uh, and his wife are expecting. Oh, yeah? So yeah, hey. so uh, congrats. That's Kalika, right. If that's correct, hopefully we got our facts right. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I mean, you know, if nothing else, this podcast is based on professionalism and facts. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, we have never <laughs> lied. We've never exaggerated. We are cold, hard Wikipedia facts. Especially our friend, the perfect <laughs> Josh Boss. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so you have a PS4 uh, now. It would be would a Xbox One be in your future? You know, I trust me. If if I um, if remote play was not such a big draw for me in my family lifestyle, it would have been Xbox One because I've I'm, I've been such a huge fan of Halo ever since that came out. Um, I'm I, I don't care what what people think about the whole silly cloak trailer for halo 5 when that game comes out i'll be probably kicking myself a bit for halo 5 and titanfall is definitely no slouch either i haven't yet been able to pick that one up on 360 xbox one it's a great it's a great system just ps4 with with the playstation plus service and remote play that's one out for me at at, at the moment but uh, xbox one is in the cards maybe maybe later when i can secure a good job (laughs) i can i can convince the wife to splurge for one of those because that's a really cool system i got a friend nearby i played a bit of titanfall at his place so it's a lot of fun nice yeah i mean when you really um you know put the ps plus membership up under a microscope you really start to see the value in it i mean i think um, this week's golden week sales on, you know, there's some JRPGs in there. I mean, you can get, um, you know, you can get, uh, I think it was persona Four golden on the PS Vita for like $14. Yeah. Now on 
you know, I play, I've gone through Persona 4 twice and it took me a hundred hours each time. <laughs> and if you only paid $14 for 200 hours of gameplay, I mean, that's just a steal. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the, at this point when I look at PlayStation Plus and because I've got also a PS3 and a Vita, love my Vita. Um, I can't afford not to have PlayStation Plus because of the sales and the free games. They keep me busy forever. I don't need to buy games anymore because there's always something good. And they also take extra care to get not just, you know, games, but good games that you can really sink right. your teeth into. It's one of the best services out there right now. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, here's a question for you. And it's, I'm sorry, Josh, that you're, you don't have a Vita, so I, I can't, uh, you can't be a part of the conversation. <laughs> not so <laughs> perfect now, huh, Josh? Uh, let me just go to Amazon. Or, oh wait, no. yeah. Grand Theft Auto, you playing? Uh, oh, that's how I met this guy who DDoSed <laughs> me. By the way, Grand Theft Auto. God, biggest mistake ever. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Scott, um, did you uh, download? Uh, Thomas was alone. Um, I actually bought it a while ago. Actually, no. I, oh, okay. I actually reviewed it for one site that I wrote for a while back. Yeah, oh, okay. that game's very interesting. I have to. Yes, I I really really enjoyed it. Like afterwards, I actually went trophy hunting. For, oh, yeah? like the little the little block things, which is something I would never do. But I just enjoyed the game so much that I started going through it and and looking for the little black dots. Yeah, what's interesting about that game is you can is how much personality you can get out of just rectangles. <laughs> you know. Right, the the way that it's narrated and and the music also is especially pretty in that game. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and then did you get Lone Survivor? I also got I got that one actually when it came out when it was for sale on PS Plus, and that game is one of the most stressful experiences I've ever had. Probably the most scary as well. I don't play a whole lot of horror games. I really enjoy them when I get the chance, but that game is very scary. Are you playing that one right now? So here's kind of what end up happening is, is like you said, it's so stressful and I was playing it like, you know, like I was like lying in bed, like right before bed and I was playing it and it just got to the point where after a couple of nights of doing it, I had to just uninstall it because I'm like, I'm going to keep playing this and I'm going to bed and I'm having crazy ass dreams. I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm, you know, I'm just going to uninstall this now. Oh yeah. It just, you know, I was going to, like there's several endings to it as well. Like it's a really intricately made game. There's a lot of different facets to it and different ways you can play it. And when yeah. I played it, I didn't get the good ending. I went insane. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even know that, that, that was, I was on that track which is what they recommend you do. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it right this time and played it for about an hour. And I thought, no, I, yeah. I need some more guacamole in my life. Let's get some more color. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a fantastic segue because uh, I actually have an extra copy of guacamole that I've gotten from uh, humble bundle sales. Oh yeah. So I'm going to be giving away a copy of guacamole uh, on the episode today. Uh, so we actually could use a few more uh, reviews and stuff on iTunes. So I'm going to wait until uh, we record next Thursday. And anyone who has put in a written review in iTunes will be put in for a chance to win Guacamelee on the, you know, from, uh, from the show next week. Oh, so let, let me just say Guacamelee is one of my favorite games in the past decade or so. I love that game. And anybody listening, if you haven't played it, this is your chance. <laughs> Go write a review. You'll really enjoy it. I actually just wrote a preview on a site I write for, xblafans.com. Just make a shameless plug right here. 
on the Super Super Turbo Championship Edition coming out on the Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PS4. I'm hoping that it comes to Vita as well. But there's a preview at xblafans.com talking about what's new to the game as well as what the game is if you haven't heard of it before. So check that out if you're curious about what Guacamelee is. And definitely pick that game up if you get the chance. It's so much fun. Love it. Yeah. So now is your chance to uh, to win it uh, right from uh, right from us. Uh, so if you, by any chance, uh, have not uh, been on the First for Gamers app yet, you happen to stumble upon our podcast uh I just want to let you know that uh, First for Gamers is an app developed by Red Robot Labs that brings together gamers from all over the world to centrally discuss topics in and surrounding the hobby we all love so much, video games. So join in the conversation now by downloading the app from Google Play or from the iTunes App Store, or if that's giving you trouble, you can go to frst.it, and there are buttons there. You can just click and go. it takes you right into the store on the platform of your choice. You can also go from there to like the Facebook page and the Twitter page and uh, the YouTube channel. So definitely go and subscribe there. Um, and yeah, and join us because we uh, we actually had a really great conversation uh, today with the guys from uh, Threes. So Greg and Jimmy, who uh, who are part of the development team for the game Threes, uh, they were in the app answering questions and uh, you know we were just generally having a good time. Uh, we were talking food in Chicago. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a good time. So we had that going on today. So that was fun. Uh, I saw Josh, you stopped in. Oh yeah. I, uh, asked only one question because I mean, so a lot of the questions I was thinking about asking were already asked. So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they're big fans of bacon. So that's, oh, uh, see, I know once I, I read that and I was like, I think I'm content with leaving the conversation for now. Yeah. I, Basically my question was, I'm like, I have to ask this. How do you feel about bacon? <laughs> and, and yeah, one of them actually was so like romantic. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, exactly. Some people have like uh, rose petals and stuff on the you know, He has strips of bacon everywhere. Oh man. Uh yeah. But uh yeah, so you know, join us and uh you know, meet great guys like Josh and Scott and uh um Don't you know. go stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Scott's or uh, Josh is blushing right now. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so one of the first things we do on the show is we have our first topic, and uh, this uh, this week I want to talk about uh, Aerocom. Uh, he was you know friend of the show, and uh, he came up with a, he put up a thread about having like a user of the month spotlight, and I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about. Um, you know, like having more, having more where you kind of like put, uh, you know, like have someone like that in the spotlight even more so than say the first Friday user spotlight. I mean, how, how do you guys feel about something like that? Um, okay. I know it's a, it's a really, um, hmm, I'll say weird because I can't think of what a word for it right now. I don't have my trusted Destiny thesaurus. And, <laughs> Uh, I, the user spotlight, I think, covers that. I think having a member or a user of the month is just, I mean, use, after the user of the month, they're going to like user of the year, user of the season, like, I don't know. I, and I think the user spotlight's enough. You know, I think we're all content. Because, I mean, it's weekly, so we can get more users in on it at a time. And if it was just, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of unnecessary. Hmm. 
What about you, Scott? Um, I might, I don't know. I, I might disagree with, with Josh, but it's interesting to see in any sort of online community that, that grows up. And I especially like the first app because of how, how it's designed for gamers, but it integrates a lot of other social media features and like video sharing and things into it. Um, sure. and it, it's great that we have all these things, you know, the fact that we have this community podcast going on as well as the first Fridays to see what people are talking about. But I think in the, in the community, we, we, part of being part of a community is, is feeling part of the community. And if there's, if there's more and more ways that we can get people, uh, meeting each other and, and hanging out together, even if we kind of overlap a little bit, I think everybody, everybody wants a chance in the spotlight. So if we can do that again through user of the month, whatever the criteria may be, I don't really know or, or care. Um, even I have trouble b- being active on first sometimes with baby duty and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's fun to, to be recognized in the community and that, that helps, you know, spread the love. And we are, we're all here because we love the same thing. And, uh, you know, heaven knows that <laughs> we need a bit more, uh, a good, good nature, good nature and good spirits in the gaming community these days. What with all the crazy, uh, harassment that goes on out there with, in so many other communities. Yeah. That, that is, that is definitely for sure. The, you know, if nothing else, gaming, gaming cu- uh, culture and communities need more positivity, you know? Yeah. Um, I even saw something today on Twitter and it was just like, um, I think it was Russ Pitts from Polygon was just like, you know, there's really no reason for you to be a dick. And, sh- you know, like basically he was saying, don't shit on other people's enthusiasm for something. Yeah. Because it's just, why? Like, what do you get out of, you know, someone who's excited about a game, whether you think it looks good or not? Like, what do you gain from, you know, just shitting on them for being excited about something? Exactly. And it's it's a bit sad how, um, you know, we have such a great community at first. And uh, it's it's sad, though, that that's almost a rare thing to find, you know, that we that we enjoy. <laughs> we, we all enjoy this so much, but um, shouldn't we all by default, uh, be supportive and encouraging and, uh, you know, deep, deep thinking about the hobby we, en- we enjoy and that, that finding a community like first is kind of almost an achievement by itself. Um, yeah. 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 I, I you know, uh, for my own, I, I wonder the only thing I, the only thing I would, um, you know, be not against having user of the month is I feel like only having 12 people, be in the spotlight when we especially now we have really gained some great people who have just sort of jumped in and and started being you know like expanding our you know the core group that we usually have online um and we we've had some really great additions to that i'd just be afraid that only having 12 people a year um you know like we might miss some like you know we might miss somebody and uh, i'd hate for that to happen so i i don't know i mean i like the idea of 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 you know, spotlighting people, especially within the community, if especially if they're contributing something, something completely different that you know maybe someone else is bringing uh, to the table. Uh, I'd like to see them, you know, shown. And I, I just you know worry that you know if only twelve people a year are getting shown. I mean, we haven't even hasn't even been a year yet for first. You know, we only would have had like you know six or seven people at this point. So I guess you know maybe there are other ways that we can come up with to spotlight some people who are you know doing something different or bringing something uh, to the table that no one else is. And, you know, we can recognize that. Yeah. Another thought that just came to my mind, I don't know if you, you ever had like superlatives in high school, like, uh, like mm. coolest or like best, uh, most likely to take over the world. Just funny, random categories, maybe like, nice. like once a year. That could also be kind of fun yeah. in the first community, you know, worst, worst spelling or, 
uh, <laughs> biggest fanboy. Just stuff, stuff that's like good natured and fun, but also can get it even more specific. I, sure, sure. Yeah. Like first year book. That's, I was about to say that. I yeah, first year book. That. <laughs> I was That'd be fantastic. And write little letters to each other. I hope we keep in touch. Yeah, K-I-T. And never, never do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all just get uh, off the app entirely. We all leave. We all leave and go get yeah, I think we shouldn't do that. It'll, it'll end the app once and for all. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we graduated. You know, <laughs> like, like your GPA is like how, however many posts and upvotes <laughs> you had throughout yeah. the whole experience. Yeah, how, you, how many subscribers? You had too oh. many questions and not enough videos or articles. <laughs> Too much hashtag bacon. <laughs> never too much. Never too yeah. much. What is your bacon GPA? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what would matter. You're applying for a job. Like, my bacon GPA is through the roof. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Bacon GPA? I love it. You're hired. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> Now, now, see if we were going to have, you know, like name, like uh, episode names. Bacon GPA. What's your bacon GPA? Would totally be. Oh yeah, the, uh, that's a good one. Would be the episode name, and maybe I'm going to start. This is going to start. This is episode ten. We're starting putting names on them. First one. I, I really. What's your? Bacon I really GPA? love those episode titles coming out of little quotes. Like I'm watching The Amazing Race with my wife right now, and it's always fun to see little quotes and guess. Oh, I bet, I bet this person said that, and you know, then it's. Or when it's just like something completely random. Under what is the context for that quote? And you hear, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, all right. So uh, if you, if you the listener, have uh, something you'd like to have us talk about during a first topic, uh, you know, put it in the show notes and let us know, and we will be sure to talk about it on the next episode. So that leads us into our next segment, which is everyone's favorite, or at least it's my favorite, uh, is the care-don't-care care segment. And for those who are, uh, you know, um, uninitiated, uh, the care-don't-care care segment is where I take six and I rapid-fire topics. I shoot them out at our guests and Josh and uh, kind of get just kind of get their gut feel for how, how, you know, a couple of things that have happened the last week or so. Uh, and... Um, you know, just kind of get like what their take is on it and, uh, and see where that is. So we're going to go ahead and get things started. Uh, Scott, you're the guest. So you're going to start us off. Right on. Uh, care, I don't care about the Mario Kart 8 Wii U bundle. Ugh. Don't care. I, okay. I, I should say I love Nintendo. I grew up on Nintendo. GameCube, one of the best consoles ever made. But, it's a good deal also because I think they got that other thing where if you register Mario Kart, you get a free game like Wind Waker yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good deal. Like it's a good time. It's Nintendo keeps making the deal a bit sweet, especially as they build their catalog. But I'm also, I feel like Nintendo at this point, they, their, their strongest kind of like trump card is their own brand, their back catalog and the games that they make, which are really top notch. But it's hard to justify buying a console just just for that when you've got so many other great things, not just in AAA games, but indie games on other platforms. So I'm I'm kind of I've been burned on Nintendo in the past with the Wii. Maybe I'll pick it up sometime. The one thing that I keep saying, if they make a Metroid Prime trilogy HD, I will definitely pick it up then for whatever they they ask for. But for yeah, now, that's that's where I stand. Sorry, Nintendo, love you. Keep 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 trying though. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get back on board. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Josh, what about you? I don't know if I was the only one who caught this, but Skype uh, really lagged out a little bit. You sounded like a robot. Could you please repeat the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so care or don't care about the Mario Kart 8 Wii U bundle? Oh, I, I, I liked Mario Kart on the Wii. I, you know, it, to an extent I care because I like I liked it. I, I don't know. I'm, games I liked as a kid, you know, that nostalgic feeling. Um, I like to kind of watch them, like as they get, like, as they grow. I don't play them anymore. So to an extent I care, but no, I've, I've, never, I've never bought a Wii. I've only played a Wii like two or three times, maybe at a friend's house. And I mean, not, not overall, no, I can't, can't really say I care. So one of the reasons I put this in here is this is kind of like, I, I don't know, like I, this actually puts me in a in a place where I'm like Mario Kart 8, a free game, which I can either get, you know, like get Wind Waker or something. Um, but I, I, I still struggle with that. What else am I going to play on it? Like I just... I just don't think my wife is going to go for us having yet another, you know, slab of plastic and metal sitting on our thing that I'm just not playing. Yeah, guys our age, we're, we're building up quite a collection. I've still got, like, you know, my last, like, last, last gen systems gathering dust, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you're running out of space. <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, so as much as I would like to pull the trigger on this, it's still... A three hundred dollar investment for something I'm probably not going to play a lot. That's the other weird thing is it's it's a weird price. It's actually three hundred twenty dollars. So it's it's oh. almost like if if you redeem that game, you know, and some people like to to value bundles this way. It's like oh, the console's two hundred dollars, and then two sixty dollar games with Mario Kart and the other one. So it's like you get the console for two hundred dollars. No, but no, no, you're still paying three hundred twenty dollars. And it's a system that still has all kinds of other flaws with it. Mario Kart's still a lot of fun. I always find though with Mario Kart that eventually I kind of hit like a ceiling where I'm just like good enough. And at, at the at that point, it's just the rubber band effect of how do you turn oh, out? Yeah. With who got who gets the blue shell? Do you get boosts? Do you get bananas? And but yeah, I really enjoy. Just... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going. Yeah, I was going to go into my Mario Kart strategies. Oh, well, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Wii version, and playing online was fun. But once I got that mock bike, it, I, I was I was destroying the competition and kind of got bored with it. So, hey, I, I will. You know, in, in Mario Kart Wii, you know, if, if for any because it kind of it did get panned a bit. Um, in its defense, though, the online for being the Wii. Worked out oh, really well. It was amazing. Yeah, like they, it, it, that that game is almost like, oh, Nintendo gets it. They know, they see it. They've seen the light, and yeah, then it hasn't really been anything since then. Right. It's almost like you wanted to grab them, and be like, you see this netcode? Just put this in everything. Yeah, yeah. Copy paste. How hard can it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then of course, it's you know, based on GameSpy, and now they're they're gone. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. It, you know, uh, because uh, Smash Brothers on the Wii, the online was oh, awful. That was such it a was... letdown. I was so sad from that. So painful. Oh, it really was. It was. I mean, it was just, it was like one out of, I think I could only get in like one out of every six matches. Yeah. And, and you know what was funny? I think, I think that was kind of added later on. And what was interesting, I remember when they delayed it, they said, we want to add like the video replays. And this online play and the custom stage builder. And that was right when Halo 3 had come out, which had just launched <coughs> all of those things. And I thought, oh, yeah. oh, it'll be like Halo 3, but Smash Brothers, awesome. And it wasn't. 
and no. and so I, you know, and Smash Brothers, that's the other one uh, for Wii U that that might bring me on board, but I'm just not quite there yet. Especially, do you have a 3DS, Scott? No, I don't have one of those either. Oh, okay. That that's another okay. great system. I just uh, I really enjoy my Vita. And that's that's. Oh no no! Yeah. I was asking because there's going to be a oh, Smash yeah. Brothers on the 3DS. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, if you have a 3DS, you can still get your Smash Brothers fix. You know, that might actually be a better first option for me. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a bit. I don't I don't I don't know about. Do you have a 3DS? I do. I have how a launch. Do, one. How do you go with that uh, that circle pad, the little slider thingy? That that's one thing that I'm not really too keen on. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best way to explain it. Right <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, it's not Box the float. worst thing. Box yeah, yeah, go. yes, it's okay. <laughs> it's dot 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 okay. Period. Close quotes. Yeah, yeah. Brian. That's yeah. Well, plus also, I don't know if you guys had the problem with the GameCube controllers, but you, you smashing that stick around, that stick doesn't last forever. You know, it eventually it kind of wears out. That's something yeah. I'm a little worried about with that with that thing too. But you know, you got to give them credit for for all the all the ways they're really evolving, both Mario Kart and and Smash Brothers. Like they're they're, oh. they're certainly ones for trying, Nintendo, and you got to hand yes. it to them for that. All right, so I'm gonna since since you, we've already brought it up, I'm gonna mix up the my care don't care list. I'm going right to number six. Uh, Josh, you're first. So Nintendo cancels their press conference this year like they did last year and instead is having a Smash Brothers tournament at the Nokia Center. That's care or don't care. Way better. That's I care about that. Is it going to be like can we watch? I believe so that you can that you can watch. You can also go to a nearby I I don't know I don't know which best best buys or how many but supposedly you can go to a nearby best buy and also play it there. Like play in the tournament or just play it. I don't that I was a little I, I don't Scott do you know anything more than No, than I, I actually I, hadn't heard about that, but it's not the first time that Nintendo's had like best buys for early access demos of of games yes. coming. I think the, I think it was Pikmin 3 they might have done that. Okay. Um man, yeah. Totally care about that. That's cool. Like, and, and also, you know, they 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 also said that they're okay with uh, melee being broadcast on uh, the Evo tournament this year. Nice. So that's really good. After that whole debacle with streaming or like like let's play videos, glad that they're coming around there and embracing the community. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I just think it's really cool because um you know I mean basically they're just saying if you live in L A, come downtown <laughs> and. You know, I, like they're like they are like they've already said they're expecting like a thousand plus people. I bet. Oh man, little Smash Bros is huge. Oh yeah, I would. And I'm just, I'm, you know, man, maybe I can. Get I think it's LA. just amazing that they're willing to go that, you know, to go that extra distance. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, they're still going to have a Nintendo Direct that morning, like they normally have something on that Tuesday morning. But uh, the fact that they're just letting people come in and play the game, I think that's. You know, especially E3 being a industry event, you know, to kind of have this thing for the fans, it's definitely an endearing, qual- you know, endearing thing to do. Yeah, I think all of us at one point when we were kids and thinking about realizing what E3 was, all of us, a little part of us died inside when we realized that we had to be in the games industry to actually attend that kind of conference, yeah. you know. I know I did. At least, oh, yeah. There's always packs, though, s- sort of. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, I don't think I've never been to PAX, so I, I can't, I can't tell you about. Yeah, I they, can't like say. at PAX East. I went last year, not this year, but they had wonderful one hundred and one at PAX, and I heard good things about it there. So that's pretty cool. Wonderful one hundred and one was pretty fun. Um, if the problem was is you know the actions happening, and you're trying to like draw on the pad what what's what you want if you want to like make a sword or a whip, yeah, you're like trying to make the symbols on the screen while you're playing and. That got to that was yeah, that's, a little. That's definitely a, an acquired skill that's unique to that game that you that definitely take a long time. That's that's what I heard about also is the difficulty. But the art direction is fantastic. Oh, it reminded me of Beautiful Joe, and that immediately, <laughs> I love yeah. Beautiful Joe. It definitely returned me on there. Yes. All right, Scott, you are up. We're going to get back to uh, number two, which is now number three. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of feel like. I- I feel, I feel Don't like worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nope, like one plus one plus it. two plus one. Um, <laughs> uh, so Zenimax, who owns id Software, is now making claims that John Carmack stole tech se- technolo- technological secrets to get uh, that basically got Oculus Rift off the ground. Oh, um, you know, okay, I'm going to say I don't care, but you know these claims these claims happen all the time, and it's so hard to depend to to, to, to glean, especially with the limited. Uh, Information that journalistic outlets get for this sort of thing, where these these claims actually come from, whether they have, you know, whether they hold water or not. I remember, you know, the whole Silicon Knights and Epic Games debacle, and, sure, and they, they can't be coming out of nowhere. But it's so hard to know with our limited uh, uh, perspective what exactly is going on. But yeah, I just hope it sorts itself out. <laughs> um, yeah. But John Carmack, he's also a brilliant guy, so he may have thought that it was his technology and uh not realize that there was some sort of infringement going on that's that's largely possible as well yeah what about you josh well i mean <laughs> no i mean i like that was ripped but i mean the idea that they used or the quote-unquote technology that they quote-unquote stole or allegedly would be a good word to use yeah i mean it's like i, I know this is probably a bad comparison but the way i see it is that it's like comparing all on Facebook stole my spaces idea or something dumb like that. Like they're it's the same thing. I mean, it, everyone likes it. I mean, just because one took off better maybe than the other, then, then boohoo, cry about right. it. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I you know, um, I, I think you know, Scott, you make a really good point where you know we don't know because let's face it, games and I loosely using the word journalism <laughs> is. Not exactly. Uh, I don't want to say not exactly a perfect science, but it's not. A, it's not very heavy on the journalistic side. So no. they're they're not. They're you know. I mean, basically, it's probably a story based on a story based on a quote from somebody. Yeah. Um. You know. So so you know. We. I guess we'll just have to wait to see where it plays out. Um. It, the the only thing that I would I would bring forward is is you know John Carmack is such an integral you know like an integral um you know structure in the community and in the you know gaming industry at large that i have a hard time believing that he you know did something malicious to you know uh steal you know secrets or whatever it just I don't know. It just like after like hearing him do like keynote addresses and like seeing him like, you know, do those sort of, you know, where he's talking or whatever. I don't think he needs to do something like that. So I'm not even sure why, you know, 
Yeah, lawsuits in the games industry, they're, they're, they're more common than I think they should be, but it's an unfortunate reality with any business. I remember, you know, I also, what I thought was kind of funny is the Duke Nukem with Gearbox. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm, I remember reading, yeah, I'm pretty sure Gearbox bought that intellectual property, and then there's this game coming out that they didn't even sanction, you know, and Randy Pitchford gets a lot of heat for, like, uh, um, for alien colonial marines. But I, yeah. I remember watching, seeing him and like hearing him in interviews and thinking he's a really intelligent, bright, nice guy. And so it's, it's hard to imagine these people getting in legal trouble, um, with corporations. And yeah. you just gotta hope that there's more to the story than that. You know, and even, even good people make mistakes. So. Oh yeah, of course. Anything can happen. That's right. Um, all right. So Scott, you are up and I just clicked the wrong thing. All right. I'm back. Um, how <laughs> dare you? I just. I, I just minimized my my uh, my uh, notes, so I'm like, and the next one is I just minimized it. Okay, <laughs> the next um, one is oh, never mind. Just like he yes, minimizes yes. Josh. Oh, <laughs> wow! Damn, oh, I love you, buddy. It's on. I love you, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> Less than three. <laughs> All right, Josh, you're up. I. Uh, uh, care or don't care about the television show Dancing with the Stars? Nope. What? Don't care. <laughs> don't sorry. care at all. <laughs> wait, was it? <laughs> wait, Dancing with the Stars. Was it somebody I know was on there? Was Bill Nye on there or am I high as shit? I have no idea. I would. Uh, don't ask it, me. <laughs> I don't this, is this, this is the ridiculous one, uh, remember, Josh? Being a science guy, I, I do find it a bit improbable. Are you sure. All right, Josh. While we listen to Scott's answer, you look it up on the internet. Do it now. All right. Oh, yes, Scott. Oh, care or don't care. Totally care. That show is nuts. It's so much fun to watch. As long as I'm, I don't have it confused. But those dancing shows, they get those people yeah. on. Oh man, that's fun stuff. You know, say what you will about the whole stereotypical formula: three judges, one guy being old and crotchety and mean, another one being bubbly and all over the place, <laughs> and the black guy. It's still a lot of fun. <laughs> he was. Bill Nye was the second celebrity eliminated in season 17 of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, there you go. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. You know, anything is possible, uh, officially. Now I care. Now I care. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he got booted off. He probably knew the science of dancing. I mean... I could, I could. Yeah, off that doesn't mean on. that doesn't mean you're graceful. Oh, yeah. We're just waiting for Bill Nye's book, The Science of Dancing, by Bill Nye. Yes, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay whatever amount of money it says to pay for that book. <laughs> you know, it, it, to be fair, you got to remember, Bill Nye. He, he's he's actually, uh, you know, science enthusiast, but he's more of a comedian than a professional. Just throwing that out there. He's an entertainer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know what? It, it, in all honesty, science could use a, a little entertainment. Oh yeah, because sure. um, it's just it's, you know, and, and I, we could we could have a whole another show on why science is a problem, uh, or not why science is a problem, but why the media is a problem with science. Yeah, um, yeah. they just misconstrue so much that you know, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, like you said, uh, science needs entertainment a little bit, you know. And uh, no one would have cared about the uh, debate with Ken Ham. You, know, you guys ever watched that on YouTube? Yes. Yeah, see, no one would care if Bill and I wasn't debating it. It's true. 
there's actually yeah there's a lot of other debates out there with much more like prestigious actually scientifically minded people in addition to religious people who who are scientists as well who are maybe not radical creationists but still deeply religious that are probably a bit more informative and better than that one but that's definitely the one that got the most media attention for sure i know i remember when twitter exploded over that one the thing and this i don't want to say the sad part but is i like the fact that it did get some coverage because in truth we need to be having these kind of discuss like there needs to be more discussions about science and less and less discussions about kim kardashian (laughs) oh yeah yep i'm just saying i agree all right. Uh, so, Scott, you're up. Uh, next, Care Don't Care, number four or five, whatever we're on. The next Call of Duty is to be revealed on Sunday. <sighs> Does anybody care? Who still cares about Call of Duty? I mean, I, you know, it's still selling like gangbusters, but really, really, I think Ghost. I think Ghost is starting. We're starting to see some of the decline. I, you know, I think I think Call of Duty is a good franchise to have in the industry because it is keeping it, you know, growing. A lot of people love it, but um, it, you know, all, there's all kinds of reasons to give it a rest at this point. I, I, I have no problem with milking a franchise. I do have a problem with running it into the ground, like Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk. You know, what about you? Well, I mean, it's not like Activision's consistent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they have different innovations. Dogs. <laughs> what about you, Josh? <laughs> um, the game. Uh, okay, I've been a Call of Duty fan all up until Black Ops Two. I think. Yeah, that's right. correct. Because Black Ops Two, I was like, well, zombies is okay. That's about that's all I had to say about it. And when Ghosts came out, uh, I heard one. Um, review said it was similar to Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare, and that's my favorite game. So I bought it. Realized it wasn't similar. I am <laughs> upset with my decision. So <laughs> oh. that's why you can't trust reviews, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> unless they're mine. Oh, unless they're Brian. You see, Brian, you're gonna have to buy every game I'm thinking about buying or slash rent it, and then you're gonna have to tell me how it is. Exactly. That's why I plan on doing that any minute now. All right, I'm, I'm gonna be waiting. The other thing is we've got Titanfall now, so it's it'll be really interesting to see how those how that oh. squares off with Call of Duty because um, that's really. That's I have really... something bad to say about Titanfall. How dare Which you? is I I didn't like it. Really? What what didn't you like about it? I'm actually really curious to hear what you have to say. It about. really wasn't that interesting. The fights between the Titans just felt like just glorified firefights. I don't know. It was like I played it and there was nothing really exciting. I don't know, like. The um, you saw, for some reason I can feel that intensity and uh maybe sometimes like an older like a Modern Warfare two game, where yeah, um, if I don't know because you don't you don't know where anyone on Titanfall I feel like it's I I don't really know how to explain it. I just wasn't having fun. I mean, I was getting kills, and I was going positive and whatnot, you know? And I, the only cool part was jumping into the Titan. But then once you were in the Titan, it was like, I'm going to go on a kill streak for a little bit and then die. Uh, it was just it was nothing that really, I was like, oh my gosh, never seen before, you know? Are, are you are you a big uh, uh, like first-person shooter competitive multiplayer guy? Like, you're a Call of Duty fan, um, yeah? I, I mean, I'm a, I, yeah, I'd say I used to be a Call of Duty fan, but mm-hmm. I mean... I uh my Modern Warfare three we had a 
search and destroy clan that went twenty and oh we, we beat a couple people that won contests and stuff, so I was yeah. pretty proud of myself. But like nice. like in those games you feel that intensity where it's like everyone's on the same playing field, you know. I mean and like all kill streaks I've never been a fan of getting rewarded for your streak of kills besides like the number. Well, Titanfall doesn't do a whole lot of like kill streak stuff except for the Titan. But what yeah, I like about it is the variety. The Titan is what takes. I, they, everyone's gonna hate me. Everyone is going to hate well, me. Yeah, probably. Well, we can't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sorry. done. <laughs> no, no. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I was gonna say uh, no. what I like about the Titan is that it's not just like an attack helicopter that just jumps in and gets kills for you. It actually changes the way the game plays, and it really keeps the the battlefield like all over the place. I actually haven't. I said battlefield. I haven't played Battlefield, which I know is another really great multiplayer shooter. Um, but I love the variety of, of being, being, being on foot versus being a Titan and the size difference and the verticality. It's really cool. So, and I, I, I'm also a big Halo fan. So, uh, it's, it's quite different to Halo, but, um, I guess uh, they're both kind of grand scale sort of multiplayer games. Yeah. I think, I think what I, at least the people that I've noticed that have, not been quite as enthusiastic about Titanfall are actually more like Josh where they, they've played competitive uh, first person shooters in the past um, and, you know, played on a high level because I don't think that Titanfall was necessarily built for, you know, uh, e-sport oh. necessarily. Oh yeah. No, it's totally not <laughs> designed for e-sports. It, it's meant for more for people like myself who, I like playing first play, first person shooters. I don't have the time to dedicate to it, and I want to feel like a badass sometimes and not be the guy who's always. And I'm in last place still a lot, but I, I, every once in a while, I have a really good match and I'm close to the top, and and I feel good about that. And it makes me want to play more. Yeah, you still uh, get to kill all the drones, inspectors, and you can still you know you can at least pull out your anti titan weapon and, and and knock off some hit points of a titan as well. That and, never yeah, works for me. I've never killed a titan with that. Oh, there's your problem. You're just not good at it. I do suck at that game. I mean, I, I went positive, but like... Well, so that's the thing. I don't know if you guys seen on IGN this guy named Bobia who does all these Call of Duty videos. He, he started playing Titanfall, and he kept playing it like Call of Duty. And the thing is, you got to remember that you can climb on walls, you can get up high, you've got different kinds of weapons to use, and part of the warfare is, you know, managing where you are with the Titans and with also the, the AI opponents. So... Uh, you got maybe it's part of it for you, Josh, is like unlearning how you played Call of Duty and learning how yeah. to play Titanfall. It's, I mean, I, I think it's really cool how you run up walls, but like, I like games where you, a strategy will work. You can use a strategy in eighty to ninety percent of the time, you will do well with it. You know, tight. I guess, I guess I'm saying the Titanfall and with Call of Duty Ghost, the way these maps are laid out, it looks like they just got a pencil. Got a blank sheet of paper, just drew lines everywhere, and said, "Boom, map." That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I like like uh, the the older you know, older games where it was linear. You know, well, I mean, a lot of I mean, they, a lot of people started to hate it. But I loved it every time because once you learned the map, you could control it, like map control. I love like Halo was big on that too. Map control was a big yeah thing. for sure. Yeah, and it well, was, that, 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 that kind was, of. That kind of changed a little bit in Halo 4 as well. It, it's weird. Like, the, the sort of, like, there's something to be said for that structure, which I think is more the esports territory, where if you know what you're doing, you can dominate. 
Um, yeah. But on the other hand, you know, that can be difficult for newcoming players. And Titanfall is <coughs> engineered to make anybody, even people who are not really big on, on multiplayer shooters, to get them interested in the game. And that's been the case for a lot of people who say, I don't like competitive shooters, but I love Titanfall. And so, yeah. and, and so and I think it's kind of like Mario Kart as well, that there's just so many things that can happen at any given moment with burn cards and power-ups and, and still like, uh, and also those AI enemies to, to rack up kills and points and stuff like that. The way that it's designed, it's there's so many there's so many avenues to how a game can be designed to to appeal in different ways. Yeah. I, I understand making a game like fun for everyone to play, you know, but I I I've more enjoy a game where you can like get a skill and utilize it to better yourself later, you know. But like I don't like Call of Duty Ghosts. There is no strategy really. I mean, I've. Like every strategy that I've ever hated in the past Call of Duties are the only strategies that work on the Call of Duty Ghost. <laughs> so bunny hopping? Yeah, j- jump and shoot, man. That's dude, jump and shoot. I, I, man. I always feel I like fucking hate bunny hopping so much. I, I just feel like I'm playing flashlight tag whenever I'm playing Call of Duty. It's whoever sees you first, and you know, and then of course it's aiming right, and I can never aim quick enough. See, that's yeah. what I like. I like that. Like, if your response is quick and you were managing your space around you, and you and you found someone that just wasn't looking that right place, and you pick them off, like I, I, I that's that's the kind of call that I like. I don't like the whole, hey, look, grenade in the air, you're dead, hooray! Oh, you're shooting yep. me! Jump, 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 spin. Halo, Halo is like the complete opposite of it because it's once you see somebody, it's not over. You still got to move around. You got to aim right, use the right yeah. gun, manage your reloads, and even when you get in close quarters as well as when you throw grenades, when you melee. I actually like being a Halo guy. I like it a lot more, and it's totally different than Call of Duty. Oh um, yeah, like so, um, the uh, DMR rifles, where the, where they're mm-hmm. SWAT. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Oh, I've had some rage moments. Where it's SWAT. like, what? You shot me in the toe. So a SWAT's <laughs> kind of like the Call of Duty of Halo, and that's yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I see. Like, I'm okay, but, but I, I'm better. I'm better at Halo SWAT than I am at Call of Duty. <laughs> See, uh, I'm way better at Halo SWAT than I'm better at Ghosts, but I'm better at the older Call of Duties than I've ever been at any video game I've ever played. Yeah, yeah. Besides poker. Oh, God. Is, is that a, Back to the poker. Oh, it's still happening. It is still happening on the 360, Brian. Oh, man. I am killing it. I also lost like three Play responsibly. Please play responsibly. <laughs> I play irresponsibly as hell. I'd go into the, I'd join the table and I'm like, okay, who's ready to give me all their fucking money? I got to talk all this mad game and then I lose it all and they're like, what now? What now? And I'm like, I don't, I'll be back. Don't worry. That wasn't all my chips or nothing. I back out with the lowest. One, one day you'll learn. One day you'll oh, learn. Oh no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh my last thought on the whole titanfall thing was is uh i like how rodeoing has evolved since it since the game released so at the beginning you you jumped on and you rodeoed and you just shot them until they blew up until the until you doomed them and then they blew up and then all of a sudden everyone got the smoke so you would you know, start rodeoing, and all of a sudden the smoke starts coming around. And you have to jump off. Now, no one uses the smoke. They get out of their Titan to try to shoot back at you. So you have to you start rodeoing them, and as soon as they, as soon as you feel the Titan start going down, you have to jump off and try to shoot them as they're coming out of the Titan. Yeah. 
uh, I love rodeoing. Yeah, I think well, that's the thing. I played the beta and and smoke. It was either smoke or like the vortex shield that you could use. But like you almost needed that smoke as an insurance policy because you, you would always get rodeoed immediately. And I guess in yeah. the loadouts they made they made that smoke a later power up or something. But I also yes. found I wasn't getting rodeoed as much when the game actually came out. So I don't know what it, how many changes they made, but maybe it's just that this that power up uh, that perk when it unlocks that kind of changes the uh, dynamic there. Yeah, I love I love rodeo. Oh, it's so much fun. I, yeah, I feel I just I feel awesome when I do it. I feel fantastic. I, I don't know. It makes me feel like a badass. That's that's Titanfall for you. <laughs> that's how it's designed. Uh, all right. So anyway, Scott, uh, Call of Duty is being the new Call of Duty is being revealed on Sunday. You care? No, I don't? I don't care. I don't. Okay. Care. Me. I, I yeah. <laughs> I, I give up on that game. Halo for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So. Gosh, I don't even run uh, six, so that means it's Josh. You're up. Uh, so for our last one, uh, Disney Infinity gets Marvel superheroes involved. Like they're going to now have Marvel superheroes for D- Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity is what again? It's like uh, Skylanders, but with Disney characters. What is Skylanders? All right, it's a game okay, where you so... buy these collectible toys, <laughs> and uh, you by having the toy on the what they call the portal. Uh, it puts that character in the game, and it's kind of like actually Skylanders is probably like Diablo for kids. So yeah, what are kids? Oh, okay. Okay. But um, no, I guess I don't care because I, I should I look this? Is this worth for me looking into? Dude, no, you don't know okay. what Skylanders is. Are you serious? You don't know what this is? I uh, no question mark. Really? Okay, no, it's fine if you don't. I I know I've been picking on you a bit. I'm sorry if I'm. If Wait, I'm... isn't that like portal pad? You set the yeah, little the... toys on for the Wii. Yeah, the portal yeah. power with, and it was originally like a Spyro oh, game or something. Yeah, I hate that thing on my at my work in the electronics department. Cause I like to hang out there and dick off. I walk around and all I can hear is that machine going. I hate it. God, it's so all right. I want to break it. Okay, but that, we're talking about Disney Infinity now, which is like the same thing oh. except with Disney characters. They got like Monsters Inc. And so oh. the news story is that they just added like Captain America and Iron Man and all these Marvel characters to it. That, right. That's cool. I hope they don't turn around and do the Super Smash Brothers. Oh, man. They'd make so much money off that. Yeah, seriously. They would make <laughs> that would, good. That would be. Can you imagine having to pay $10 for each character in Smash? Like, oh god! There's 30, Don't even give them ideas. Like, I, think, I think it was thirty-five in Brawl. So yeah, three hundred fifty-dollar game. Boom. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Don't even give them that idea because seriously, that's that's just money in the bank. I'll give okay. them that if I can get credited. Hey, hey Iwata. Yeah, just just forget that part. Scratch that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know. Yeah, I always have a. I always get a nice note from Awada every week saying oh, yeah. thanks for doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, I really enjoyed it this week. Yep, everybody you listens know. to us, even John Carmack and. Oh, that's right, Shuhei. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what about you, Scott? Oh, are, are, is this something you're interested in? Totally care. That's really cool. That's one of the great things at Disney. I mean, I, I, you know, give it another year, it'll be Star Wars next year. I'm telling you. There's, oh yeah, it's, it's that's really cool. It's cool to have. Like, Disney is kind of like Nintendo in that they've got such a huge IP. Like, they can make a Smash Bros. out of Disney characters, and it'd be awesome. And adding Marvel to that, that's huge. Disney Infinity, it's, it looks really cool. It's just also got that problem with Skyland, as I was mentioning before, that 
who knows how much money I can I can sink into that game. A little bit scared right. of that, but it's also I mean I've got um I bought Disney Universe with, for that my wife and I've played a few times, and that's that's more of a it's kind of like the Lego games, but you like you just have these little monsters that get in Disney character costumes and nice. they're like saving the world from some robot bad guys, and it, it's fun though. So yeah, that's that's really cool though. Everybody loves superheroes now. It's all over the place, yeah, and for good reason. Oh. There's so much fun to check out. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, I, I think it's really awesome that they're going to be doing this. I, uh, much like you, like much like you are, Scott. I, I feel the same way. Where I'm just afraid of the amount of, um, you know, money that I would have to sing into it. So I actually ended up buying Disney Infinity for my niece oh, yeah? uh, for Christmas, and she had a really great reaction. You know, like, oh my god, Disney Infinity! I can't believe it. It's the greatest. <laughs> and um and she's really into like, you know, the Disney side and like the Disney princesses. So oh. my the younger her younger sister now, you know, like they had a they had a day at school and uh you could dress up as, you know, either, you know, like a princess or a superhero. Um and when, you know, my, the older the older girl, she went as a princess and my mom turned to the younger one and said, next year, when you go to school, you can dress up as a princess. And she's like, but I want to be a superhero. <laughs> so now, now I have something I could buy for her to play, you know, in the same game. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. When you think about it, like how, how widespread the intellectual properties are, can, like, you know, you can have a Disney princess fighting alongside Captain America in the same game. That's and right. And then also, you know, a big brother with Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's really cool. That, that's a great idea. That is I mean, really cool. See, you know what? Honestly, the more I think about this Disney smash brothers game, it would be ridiculous because you have the entire Pixar, uh, you know, the entire Pixar properties, all the Disney princesses, uh, Marvel and star Wars. That's just, or, or you could get Ridiculous Nintendo line. and Disney to team up and make like a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Nintendo Smash Bros game. Oh my to god. To rule them that all. Jeez. Yeah. It, well, and if anything, uh what Avengers showed us is how much how much fun crossovers are. Like it's so cool to see different characters in different universes interact with each other. And oh, uh, yeah. you know, that's what comics nailed it ages ago. So that's what Disney Infinity's really capitalizing on right now. And uh, and from what I'm told, it's it's just it's a it's a good game, solid game as well. Yeah, exactly. So no, yeah, definitely for it. Um, I'm actually uh, excited. This is not exactly a video game thing, but uh, I just got today the Marvel Dice Masters game. It's a tabletop game uh-huh. where you play with cards and dice to, uh, and you kind of battle each other. Um, and I don't really know much about it other than I it looks really cool uh, in the box. <laughs> well, let us, but, let us uh, know how that goes. <laughs> I will definitely do so because I'm excited. To, I'm excited to play it, and you know, my wife and I like to play uh, board games and tabletop games. So, uh, hopefully, we'll play that tomorrow. Nice. All right, so that is our care don't care segment for uh, today, which leads us to our main topic. Uh, and I know it's something that uh, we all care pretty deeply about, especially uh, it, it's such a uh, the topic of violence in video games is such a. Uh, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not really sure what exactly the word is, but especially like in the political arena, it's just such an an easy, um, you know, it's such an easy straw man for po- politicians to build up and then knock over for him, you know, yeah. uh, and um, you know, um, Leland Yee aside, um, you know, there a lot of the science that people use to support 
the vi- like the that violence in video games affects you know people and children um you know it, it it's all bad science for the most part so scott you are a uh, a newly christened uh bachelor of science in psychology yeah well uh, what are your what are some of your thoughts we're going to let you start us off on you know like what are some of your thoughts on this on the concept of violence in video games yeah well definitely have a lot to say here the first thing i should mention though is of course what brian said bachelor of science so there are people that are far more educated and far more qualified than me who may share my sentiments or may disagree completely so um i'm not exactly a leading authority here um but that said i still my opinions do come from working with uh, people that do have PhDs and have, you know, worked in this and, and also being trained in the, the science that psychology is. Or so we should totally some, some trust your <laughs> we, we should just, like, say that you have, you, you're coming right from the gates because you know everything. I think you should, but I'll leave it up to you. I'll, 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 I'll say it that way. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, we heard it here, guys. This guy, he's right. Everyone else is <laughs> Yeah, well, and uh, this this was something that I was really intrigued by when I started my study in psychology because um, the way that psychology is practiced, it, it's got a lot of sort of it's it based on the principles that are also used in biology and physics and chemistry and all those sorts of things. Um, but for for me, um, I, I don't I don't want to take the floor too much for this. I know we've, we've taken a long time here, but I hope the listeners are, listeners are enjoying it. But I've got about like mainly sort of five points as far as as this goes, um, looking at it from many ways. And I, I've I've looked at a lot of studies and and read them and and analyzed them as part of assignments for my studies. Um, one thing that I thought was really odd, and one of the I remember hearing this early on um, in another talk that that I heard, um, how early studies with, with violent games they'd be like we we let them play Doom and we let them play Mist, and then we had this sort of survey or, or test or whatever to test their aggression and to see, you know, because one of them has violent content, one of them does not, and let's see what happens. Um, and a lot of psychologists, when they conduct these studies, they don't look at other factors, which, which is a key part of any psychological study, that you have to consider all the factors that you might be exposing people to. Um, generally, like any science, it's kind of like you've got your, your group of subjects, you do something for them, and then you see how they respond, like stimulus response, very, you know, behaviorism, um, what do people do in this given situation where we can control for all these other factors? When you look at Doom and you look at Mist, Mist is this like old puzzle game, and Doom is a fast-paced shooter. Um, not only like sure they've got violent and nonviolent content, but they're also completely different games. One of them, you're it's com- contemplative and you know deep yeah. thinking, um, completely different pacing. Yeah, yeah, and the other one is really intense and really fast-paced. Yeah, so um, if if somebody does get a bit more aggressive or violent, um, it may, it could also just be from being frustrated. I mean, how many times have you been to a sports game, like gone to even like Saturday soccer with kids, there are dads that will go at it, you know, and this is soccer. This is is the sports that we watch on TV, you know, and that we tell kids to go play and that it's healthy for them. People. And I've, I've seen other studies later on that kind of actually figured this out when I, when I was thinking about it pretty early in my studies, there was one that said frustration and not actual violent content could be what gets people a bit more aggressive. And that actually makes more sense. Um, if we really wanted to test um, the violent content versus nonviolent content, the best way to really test that would be give them like Left for Dead 
and then give them the Australian version that didn't have like all the blood and the bodies everywhere, like make it as nonviolent as possible, but the same sort of game and then see what happens. And if you get sort of the same response and aggression, then maybe it's actually the game mechanics, the intensity of competition um, than the actual violent content itself. And if that's the case, and if we're really serious about eliminating, you know, triggers for aggression, then we should probably also think about eliminating football <laughs> or or right. gambling, and, and nobody will really go for that. Yeah, so, just try to eliminate hockey, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, another point is that when you look at the actual um, the actual tests for aggression, a lot of them, um, like they'll, and they'll get a huge sample from a lot of kids from different schools, and they'll ask them questions like. Have you ever pushed your siblings or um, do you get in fights? Things like that. And then if it, if it reads sort of a certain criteria or measurements from that scale, um, they say, okay, well, that counts as like a statistically significant aggression response. Well, okay, if, if there is that effect, and it is usually extremely minuscule, if, if there at all, a lot of studies don't find any sort of associated, but some do. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, and we say that's aggression, we can't say then that they're going to go out and be mass murderers because that study is not talking about murder in a, you know, shooting people up in a mall. It's just talking about losing your temper sometimes with your siblings. And, and we all vary in how we do that. So um, our measurements of aggression are inflated in the media to then say that people will go on, if they play these games, they will go on to commit these heinous crimes. But that's not actually what the research is saying. You have to look at the actual thing that's happening in the research. Um, before you can make those broad generalizations of what people might actually do from it. Um, right. uh, I, ho- I hope, you- I hope I haven't lost you or anything. Am I okay here? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Keep going. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, yeah, I'm th- fascinated. It's, it's pretty thorough with, with the whole analysis here and I, would, I don't want to miss anything, but yeah, I remember also one study that I read a while ago, you know, that part of their survey in, in assessing violent content, they said, they asked people, do you play action games versus do you play sports games? And they say, okay, or do you play puzzle games or strategy games? They say, okay, this puzzle strategy games, those aren't violent, but action games are. Well, if you actually look at action games, that could be anything from Disney Universe, Disney Infinity, Lego games to God of War 3. And if you look at the violent content between those, they're completely different. So even that, that assessment is pretty inaccurate from the start. Um, that's another flaw I've seen in some, some things. Um, probably one of the, um, the most important findings though, is if you actually look at the crime rate, and this is verified from multiple sources that I've seen, that the crime rate over time is going down. Whereas violent content, and, you know, and especially with technology as it gets more and more vivid in its portrayals of violence, uh, we're getting more violent content, but crime rate is going down. Um, if we were actually seeing some sort of effect from from these games, then then there would be a lot more violence if if it is what we purport it to be. Especially considering, I mean, you look at Call of Duty; it's it's selling hundreds of millions. Is that is that right? No, not hundreds of millions, but it's selling a lot of copies. Yeah, if, millions. If, if like if, if like point zero 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 one percent of people who bought Call of Duty um, would go on to be killers, we would see hundreds we'd see thousands of shootings within weeks or within a few months from that and that's not the case so um you know whatever we 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 find in a laboratory setting um, with a sample it's it's kind of pointless if we can look at the population the actual what what how things actually are um, and not see any sort of significant effect there that alone should be enough to reject that hypothesis that violent content um 
has has this sort of effect on people to turn them into killers. But right. the last point I want to make um, is that uh, is probably the most important that, that also goes into how we think of psychology as a science. And this may be an opinion that most people who study psychology won't share. But um, if it, psychology is designed or and, and used in much in a way to sort of say that if you do this one thing to somebody, then they will do that. Um, and that and in science, that's kind of how it is, is sort of set up to be. But if we if we then say that a video game caused a person to shoot people, what are we saying there about people? Um, if if we if we can you know mm -hmm. deny if we can sort of excuse a person's responsibility and chalk it up to a, some sort of causal factor that was this game, then our, then by necessity we must also say that you know everything that we do is necessarily determined. It's it's the the absolute result of anything that happens to us and not actually something that we choose or that we have actual control over we, even if we, we, we even go so far as to say that we think we have control but we really don't you know that we're, if we're playing this violent content it is inevitable that we will go on to Commit become violence. killers and what i think what people are more scared to realize and accept is that sometimes people do very evil things they do very bad things and we're capable of awful, awful things. But instead of actually accepting that possibility that any person can buy a gun and shoot somebody, we would much rather target what we consider to be these causal factors that drive us, to, you know, against our better, you know, thinking or, or consciousness to do these bad things. It's, it's much easier to kind of blame it on this violent content than to actually accept sometimes people are just bad. So yeah. we need to be careful about what we attribute our behavior to and take responsibility. And, uh, before we, because if, if we, if we say that that behavior is caused by something, then all of us are just doing what we do because of other things that happen to us. And we don't actually have control over ourselves. That's, that's kind of getting more into the philosophical ideas behind it. And that's, right. that's really kind of deep stuff. Um, but that's, that's, I think the most important when we consider psychology and what it means about, ourselves as, as people. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, do you have any thoughts before we, before I, before I start asking Scott some questions? Um, I have, I have read, I've written a lot of papers on this, so I, I have a lot to say and a lot to rant on, but I'm going to try to keep it to a few key points. Uh, a lot of the reason for speculation on video game violence is because uh, when a kid or even anyone does anything violent, you get everyone, everyone's, question is why why did they do this and a lot of the times it's easier to point towards a video game or something else like everyone wants a reason for something and video games honestly are really never never the answer because like he's like um scott said before you know crime rates going down by the video game sales are going up you know like it that doesn't make any sense like that's yep. It just yep. doesn't, you know. And right. how anyone that actually reads the statistics and isn't fighting for another cause, like, um, let's 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 pretend this is the scenario right here, right? This is the this is the one where this is the scenario that I made up a really long time ago, and I, I, every time I have this conversation or this debate, I say this every time. Let's say your kid does something really bad at school. He hits another kid or something. He's he's gonna get he might get expelled. Okay, but 
and then and let's say he does, and let's say it's in the papers, you know, this kid, because it's been butt, and then they're looking at the mom. So, because, you know, they, why? Why did he do it? Because that's the same, you know, everyone asks the question, why? They're looking at this mother, they're looking at the mom, or the parent, or whatever. They don't want to be seen as, well, uh, it's my kid, I raised him, and now he's a violent person. Like, that they don't want to feel like they've done any wrong. Not saying they did, they did, they have, or whatever. So they point towards something else. And a lot of the times the easy thing to do about video games because surprisingly enough, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but young kids play video games and they're usually fighting. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. I mean, yeah. Well, and that, that goes back to what I was mentioning that like, if we blame it on the parents, you know, then we're, we're, we're not, <laughs> we're not accepting that all of us have our own responsibility. I mean, how many of us here would attribute everything that we do just because of what our parents did? Exactly. Like, uh, it's because it, it's like everyone wants to blame somebody, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. people get mad. People, like you're in psychology, yeah, people get mad, people get angry. That's what, especially yeah, teenage kids going through puberty, the hormones are everywhere. Though they'll, they'll accidentally stub their toe and cry. It'll be so upset they can't control it, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, and then some things might not bother them. It's just, it goes one of the three. If a kid pushes you, you, you know, a mature, let's say, let's say, you know, 40 year olds don't push other 40 year olds because they bump them in the hallway. I, I've, I've never seen it. I mean, it might happen. I don't know. I, but. Hey, I've been, fl- I've been, you know, I've seen road rage out of old people. So it's, you know. <laughs> well, it's Grand Theft Auto. That was truly and- terrifying. <laughs> yes. Great that those fault then everybody's drop the lawsuits. Yeah, and the reason why we have psychology is because we want to know why we do what we do. And that's that's such a big question, you know, and that's been an age-old question. You can go back to Greek philosophy to wonder about that. Um so it's it, and yeah, we all want to know why we do certain things and and it, it we're we're kind of in different, you know, in in psychology as a discipline. Um, there are a lot of different theories for why people do what they do. And that's, you know, if you, you can look at Freud and he'd say it's sexual <laughs> urges that are being uh, repressed that are coming out in different ways. Oh, you know, God. there's all but kinds of weird things you can come up with, but a lot of them are, you know, they're theories. We, they can't really be proven. Um, and they also have a lot of implications for what they mean for us as, as humankind. So uh tread carefully when you when you go down that route <laughs> yeah i will say the whole like video game violence debate you know is really not a problem because the facts you know the facts back it up that it's not a problem you know it's violent video games are causing all these crimes so i'm pretty sure like how how i did earlier is i made a joke about you know joking about it i think it's kind of how it is you know it's becoming more or less of a joking argument you know like saying that um like a PC is the master racer or anything like that. You know, just sit, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible game. Or like saying Call of <laughs> Duty is like the most innovative game in the world. Like, like some people believe that they really do, but the majority oh, yeah. of people don't now. And when they make the argument, you're just like, yeah, you're a, you're silly. Like that, that's what's happening. I think, you know, Yeah, you can argue for anything really. Um, and the the truth of the matter is we talk about it here and it's very plain to us, but there will still be people, like I said, people with PhDs far more educated than I am who will completely disagree with what I'm saying here. Um, and that's, and sometimes people, you can, you can give them all the facts you want to and they, they won't listen from any perspective. Um, but that doesn't quite change the reality of things. And, and thank goodness that, you know, um, 
that I, I think, you know, if, if games were a real problem and there were documented evidence for it, that it, that it causes people to be aggressive, then by all means, we should pursue that. But, you know, all of us here can attest to the fact that we play violent stuff and most of us are pretty, you know, easygoing, well-adjusted citizens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, and that's, that's significant as well. Yeah. And I think, and I think one of the, you know, the key factors, at least in the papers and the things that I have read is this idea of aggression and that it builds while you're playing. And then what I find, what I found the most interesting is I read this, uh, I read this, uh, particular paper where they figure like the, on average, after you, you know, your aggressive behavior may increase, like your aggressive feelings and your behaviors may increase. With, you know, while you were playing that aggressive, you know, or violent video game, but then that the dissipation of that aggression is about four minutes. Mm-hmm. So unless, un- literally, unless you were playing, you drop the controller, grab a gun and start shooting everyone within four minutes. Like, I mean, we're, like, how does that, like, you know, that, that it's ridiculous yeah, to think yeah. that, you know, that these people are playing these games and then four minutes before four minutes are up, they're out shooting people. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, this is, this is science, you know, yeah. uh, like, that they're, that they're showing. Like this. I was saying, you know, if you, if you look at aggression and you, you call it one thing in this setting of, okay, you got this pent up aggression dissipates after four minutes. That's a different definition for aggression than what the media uses when they're talking about shootings. You know, these, these planned out, you know, guys and crazy guys in full body armor that, that have a day and time that they're going to attack this one place you know, with a, with a letter, a manifesto and things. No, that, that, that's, that's planned and thought out. And games, games don't trigger any sort of like thought pattern like that, that we know of, you know, I don't think, yeah. you know, if anything, maybe, maybe, you know, there are, and uh, one thing also I should mention another thing. A lot of people say it's just a game. It's just a game. And I think by doing that, we do ourselves a disservice because a lot of us want games to be more accepted and, and discussed in, in, in the public sphere as a sort of respected art, uh, you know, category. Um, and, right. and games are, they do have meaning. Like they're just like movies and books and, and music that they do have meaning. They, they change us. We're here because they affect us so much. You play The Walking Dead and it's, it's emotionally engrossing. They, they have an effect, but, but we can't, but then to say that it has an effect so far that we're doing these crazy things, that's way too far to go there. Um, but we, we, we should, we should also make sure to, uh, keep, keep games, um, important, um, and under, and understand and respect that they do have, have power to at least make us think about different things. Um, right. Just not, not, not in, in a sort of an educational way, um, or a experiential way, but not in a criminal way. Right. Exactly. I just, um, so one question I, I would like to, to pose to you, Scott, is, um, how, how do you feel about a, a theory of, or a hypothesis of catharsis through video games? Um, uh, I've actually, so I, I don't know, I haven't done a whole lot of research on that, but I've actually heard a lot of evidence against catharsis that the, the yes. theory that I, 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 you blow off steam, uh, in a game and that's supposed to help you. That the the evidence for that argument is actually drying up. You know, there's also other ways where they say like, oh, if you're really angry, go grab a pillow and go punch it. And a lot of people will, will report they feel a lot better if they they can kind of take out their anger. But I think managing anger. Uh, this is just me. I, I don't. I haven't read all the research here. But I think if if the way that you you take care of your anger is you express it, 
um, and that becomes your pattern, that, that could also increase the likelihood that when you're angry in the future and you don't have a pillow to punch or a game to play, you could take it out on somebody else. And that could be dangerous. Um, again, yeah. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the research there, but from, from what I'm told in most cases, um, mainly what I've seen from like mar- marital studies, um, in marital relationships, um, generally that catharsis theory does not hold water. It's not the best way to, to manage anger. It's better to kind of work through it or to be patient, things like that. Um, right. but there is something to be said though, that a game can relieve stress as something fun to do. It is, it can be a wholesome and healthy. So you're saying like a mood management sort of, yeah, well, I mean, everybody, everybody, we all have our things that we do in our spare time. We go to work and then we come home and either we're watching Netflix, we're reading a book, we're listening to music, we're maybe working on other hobby projects and things. And games are just, are like that too. It's, it's almost, you know, I, I read a book by Jane McGonigal about how games are almost kind of like a, a job. It's, it's work that we enjoy. You know, I'm going to get the platinum trophy <laughs> in this game. That's, that's, that's hard work sometimes. Um, and, and doing that can be healthy and to kind of, you know, cool our engines a bit. Um, but not, not in a cathartic way, but more in a, a recreational way. Right. No, I did. So when, um, oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so yeah, it was just one of the, so when I, I was doing this research for this article that unfortunately I, I never really put into uh actually and publish it but uh so i went through you know my wife is big on um uh neuroethics and uh, you know that that's what her doctorate is in or going to be in uh and so you know i was looking at things like social learning theory catharsis and mood management um and i did that was definitely one of the the catharsis part was one, one that i always thought was going to be something that would be true that I, that I could, that I could prove. And the more research I read, the less I, you know, like the less I was brought up to that, to that point. Yeah. And of course you'll find conflicting research as well. And that's, that's part of science, you know, that's, we, we, we're all trying to falsify and and build and and correct ourselves. That's, that's the point of science. So, Yeah. yeah. Plus I think we also could, you know, especially for something like this, where we have a very new age medium that, you know, we need something different in the approach of how to measure aggression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot, like, uh, at least I noticed that a lot of the studies, they're like using a state hostility scale or, um, you know, so, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so like, you know, uh, so you get a person riled up and then you're given a sheet uh, and so it's like fill in the blanks. The word is K I blank blank, you know, and depending on whether you put in the word kill mm-hmm. or the word kiss, yeah, uh, yeah. like somehow that is supposed to uh, indicate whether or not you have a higher level of aggression or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you have to, before you make broad generalizations about your item, you have to think about what, what, like part of psychology is, is kind of to, trying to devise what, what kind of like scale or, or test can we, can we use and what, what does it actually measure? Like even, even intelligence, we can measure intelligence very well, like, like with SAT or different other like intelligence tests, but we still don't even really know what it is or like <laughs> what, what it can be used for, what it really means. You know, that's, that's a lot of psychology as well. And, and before we make broad generalizations about KI blank blank, what does it actually mean if you write kill instead of kiss? Maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I haven't even heard of the word kiss from some, from, from some culture where kissing is not a thing or, you know, it could be, oh, it could be yeah. anything, you know, and it's just, yeah, it, you gotta be yeah, careful. we're not even, we're not even going to touch 
how bad how bad science sometimes can be about the population of individuals that it uses. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna push that uh, to another day. But <laughs> I, I'm thinking of myself if I see K I L you know blank blank in my mind, I can tell you regardless of whether or not I have a high level of aggression or not, I can tell you that I'm going to start at A and start thinking of putting in the letters and, and things. So I will eventually get to kill well before I get to kiss, just because L is before S in the Kind of like alphabet. when you put your name in at the, at the, the yeah. score, top score at the arcade. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Scott, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Josh, we're sorry that you have to jump off early. I know this is going to be kind of a long one, but uh, <laughs> thanks for being on. I will. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before you go? Uh, no problem. And I really, I really I think it's amazing that we've got you know, Scott on here, who actually has researched this type of thing, psychology, and he can shed a little professional light on the matter. Hey, but, um, be here. Oh, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't call me professional yet. <laughs> oh, see, I, I already am. Remember, we've already got out of the way that you were the best of the best, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have to run. I have to call my girl real quick. Um, I'm Josh Bosch and Bacon Power. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. See ya. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I realize this one's kind of going a little long, but I, I really like this subject a lot. Um, you know, and the other part that I found interesting in the study that not only do they use this, this, you know, generic state hostility scale, but they also use this, uh, you know, like after you play, after you played the game, you were given a, a bottle of hot sauce and a cup and we're told, you know, put, the number of drops of hot sauce you want in the cup for someone down the hall to drink it, you know, <laughs> and somehow the number of drops that you put in somehow, uh, you know, how, you know, like uh, how upset you were because, you know, like how aggressive you were by the number, by uh, the amount of hot sauce that you give someone else to drink, exactly, some because... hypothetical other person to drink. Yeah, well, you know, I was just planning my hot sauce drive-by the other day. That, that'll show the world, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think hot sauce and bullets are, are quite on the same playing field as far as aggression goes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just, I, I mean, uh, I don't even know how that, how that indicates uh, how aggressive that you may feel at, at any given time. Yeah. And, although I found the most hilarious part about this whole study was the games that they made the people play were Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance and Hard Hitter Tennis. Oh. <laughs> like, Shining I examples. Just, yeah, well, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, I would be frustrated if I was playing either of these games. It's just they suck. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you one of those ET cartridges that we just dug up and see how frustrated you get with that one. <laughs> how many times did you fall in that damn pit? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I sure got frustrated with some of those older games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but another one other thing I noticed is I remember on Polygon they 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 they're pretty good about posting these studies and they had an editorial about the debate and they had, and Ben Kachera I think that's how his name is pronounced had some good yeah. thoughts about this as well that I share um, but uh, if you actually read some of the studies that that they that they people report on and you look at the comments of course and they're all like oh it's the parents and it's this and it's that and the scientists and the psychologists they hate us they want us gone but if you actually look at the studies uh, in the discussion a lot of them say we're not saying anything about you know how games should be censored or banned or taxed or anything we're just saying there may be a link in this regard but there are these limitations to the study and you know and that that's good science that's how it's meant to be practiced but media doesn't report on that because it's much more uh interesting to just say you know once again we got our pitchforks and torches to to burn down electronic arts for all well, their violent yeah, stuff yeah because 
Well, let me ask you this. What is going to get people to click? Video games cause violence in children. Or there could be a causal link between, you know, <laughs> like there's a possibility of a causal link between violence and video games and the, and society. Oh, you know, this day with social media, clickbait is a science at this point on its own. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we all know the answer to that. What happened next will blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. You will be completely shocked yeah. what yeah. happened when, you know, someone left a wallet on a table. Yeah, yeah. There was theft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, a car was left running and the door was open and unlocked. And someone stole it. <laughs> like, okay. Like, it will shock you. Yeah. We'll tell you in three, four, four commercials from now. Yep. Yep. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that I clicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you feel like uh, um, Pepper in, uh, in Dodgeball. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I'm really glad you came on because this is, I think, a really great subject and, and one where, you know, so often, you know, people have this idea in their head that, like, um, whether it's right or wrong about, you know, like, oh, you know, there's definitely, you know, the causal relationship between violence in video games and, you know, individuals who are shooters and people who will staunchly defend it and will just say, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Okay. And, yeah, you need a bit more than that to get people. Yeah. As much as I love, you know, gamers and the gaming community, there are so many times where it's we have this reaction because we feel like we're being held down by the man mm -hmm. that you know our that their initial reaction is no, it's not. You're wrong, and you're like, okay, well, here's an idea. Let's let's use science, yeah, and facts to show individuals that hey look you know here are some studies and you know these studies even you know even the scientists themselves say you know there really is not a correlation between the two yeah you know i mean um you know the one the one i you know one of the ones that I use, you know, it says, you know, that they found no evidence that that short term exposure to violent video games either uh, either increase or decrease aggressive behavior in the laboratory. Similarly, violent video game exposure in real life was not related to laboratory aggression. So it's like even they're kind of like eh, we really don't see, you know, in a lot of cases, we don't really see a, a, a relationship here, you know, but we're so we're so busy being offended yeah yeah that we don't stop to actually you know have a uh, a a salient conversation yeah about about how our industry is viewed by the by the by the by general society and use uh science to then back up our claims yeah i think what gamers really need to take away from this is that you know, this discussion, whether, whether like it, it is important, even if it were to come out against us, it is still important that we have these discussions. And the best way that we can handle them is to be mature and thoughtful and open also to possibilities while also being uh, legitimately critical. And that that is the spirit of, of science itself. And that's that's an important responsibility that we have as citizens to make sure that everything that we are doing is safe and we're, we're not causing harm to, to, to people. Um, but any sort of vitriol or or just condescending bashing, uh, like we you know a lot of gamers love to do, that doesn't help. It just makes us look worse, and uh, 
and that's not that's not good citizenship and um yeah but luckily we do have a lot of the facts on our side we do um and and we should be willing to uh come to to a consensus and an agreement and um you know and it's a good thing i think that we have the esrb there is content out there that i don't think kids should be seeing you know i when i first time i saw a fatality in mortal combat where a guy got split in half i was a little bit disturbed i was a bit too young to see that kind of stuff um did it make yeah. did it make me kill anybody no um uh, i'm an eagle scout <laughs> so yeah. um it's uh but it's it's definitely good that um we 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 have you know at this point um a lot of gamers are now mature enough and uh it, participating in discussions to see this more broad scope and you know in the past it's not just been games it's also been novels it's been movies it's been comic books all of these have kind of gone through this gauntlet and now we're seeing that you know comic books are hollywood <laughs> they're making they're driving the american economy these days so sure exactly and, and we're not we're not no worse for wear in, in that regard so <laughs> yeah all right uh so scott uh you know I, I definitely want to thank you for being on uh go ahead and uh you know uh, how do people find you on social media or um you know how do they get a hold of not get a hold of you necessarily but like you know see what you're up to on social media and stuff absolutely it's been a real pleasure being here thank thank you so much for host for having me um you can find me i'm on first i'm scott at scottish bakery um, same thing on Twitter at Scottish Bakery. I'm actually not Scottish, like some people said. I probably should have thought of that before I made the name. But, <laughs> uh, no. but and you 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 can find me there. I, I, I'm busy with a baby right now, as you know. But uh, you can find me there. And if you have, if anybody wants to talk to me more about this, please let me know. I'm happy to have these discussions. I, I really enjoy them. And uh, I've also got a blog on IGN that I actually haven't updated in a long time. But there's a lot of content that I have in mind for. Um, for things kind of like this, I, I've written about it before, but a lot of other things. I'm a really deep thinking gamer, and if, if people are interested and want to hear more from me, I, I want to generate more content now that I've graduated and still got a lot of transitioning coming on now that after graduation. I still got to find myself a job, but uh, please, please <laughs> hit me up um, if you want to talk more about this on First or on Twitter um, or anywhere. Just uh, uh, keep in touch and uh, really, really enjoy it. And thanks again for having me here. Really, really had a lot of fun. Don't. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, if people want to f oh, find me, one other oh, good. Thing. Sorry, yeah. I'm also I'm also a contributing writer at xblafans.com. XBLA is an Xbox Live Arcade. Um, so, and I actually just had a preview for the Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition just go up. So, and I, I I just write news stories and features there occasionally. I also wrote a big piece about the whole Red Ring of Death and what causes it. You can look that one nice. up there too, and that's where you can find my content. And of course, if you follow me on Twitter, you can see what else I'm up to these days. So, all right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of guacamole, uh, go out into iTunes and rate and review us, uh, do a written review. And everyone who has done it by next Thursday, when we go live with the podcast, I'll put them in a drawing and pick a name and someone will win guacamole. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's super turbo edition or whatever. I think it's if just it's gold Steam, edition. Yeah. It's still the gold edition with a lot of extra content. So it's, yeah, it's you've so. got costumes and you've also got some challenge levels in there. And the game is great. The way I like to describe it, think Smash Brothers meets Metroid in friggin' <laughs> Nacho Libre, cartoony Mexican luchador heaven. And seriously, who doesn't love, oh. not, uh, you know, oh, man. <laughs> Lucha Libre oh, yeah. stuff? It's, it's, yeah. Can't recommend it enough. One of my games of the year. So much fun. So much fun. Really looking forward to the expansion, too. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely go and do that so you can have a chance to win that game on Steam. All right, so uh, until uh, until next week, uh, you know, we still need to come up with a 
Uh, I still need to come up with like a sign off. Uh, apparently that's a thing. Uh, I don't have one yet, but I'm going to start working on it. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, thanks again, Scott, and we will see you next time. No worries. Thanks. See ya. See ya.